0: bquad cut the music we are back six inside episode is this 30 could this be 30 no i think it's 28 good. 28 i jumped the gun everybody back for this week though uh very very busy week in the sports world very exciting weekend and yeah we're here to kind of recap it all for you and move forward with the rest of the week so i guess we should probably start with the wild card game last night uh Yankees, Red Sox, of course, was last night. Red Sox, in case you haven't heard, ended up winning. Uh, Stanton hit two of the longest singles I have ever seen in my life and will ever see. Uh, <laughs> One, to his fault of zone, but mainly the field kept the ball in more so than anything until it didn't with the pesky pole shot. But Red Sox moving on. Yankees going home yet again.
1: Did you see that second? His... Double that Aaron Jones got thrown out, or not Aaron Jones, Aaron Judge got thrown out on. That was only gone in 10 ballparks, it said. That looked like it was gone in about, about, I don't know, like every ballpark.
0: I thought that first shot was like over the sign at the Green Monster, like the the grand slam that he hit.
1: Everything he hits also looks like that, just because he's a massive human being. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm selfishly happy with the result as a race fan because I did not want to have to face Aaron Judge in the playoffs. But with that being said, uh, I feel like as a baseball fan, we were kind of robbed by what could have been yet another kind of legendary run on his part of him pretty much carrying anything and everything for that team because um, he was absolutely on fire to wrap up the uh season. Honestly, the best I can remember him looking in quite some time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Judge's awesome. I love Judge. Like yeah. Judge gets some shit, but I I think it's mostly cuz he's a Yankee, but I've always been a pretty big Aaron Judge fan.
2: Yeah, he pretty much single-handedly put me back into the fantasy race <laughs> at yep. the end of the year. <laughs> um he was insane. Um and I, I, and I really feel like in that game last night i because uh, the, the Yankees were kind of unlucky uh i because of obviously the two like like barely missed home runs and I also feel like that uh they shouldn't have sent judge definitely to home not. yeah that was way it was, was also a perfect relay yeah it, it was a, it was a perfect relay but i I did, I did i did i did I would have definitely played it way more conservatively there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just where where the game was at, um, um, and also just like Judge is not necessarily the fastest on the base path, so I don't know. I, I mean, he's fine. He's not like a, I wouldn't say he's too much of a negative, but that like that that was definitely a curious decision. But yeah. um, like I, I was I I bet the over in the game, and I was sitting there like like why isn't this like hitting? Like I feel like there's been like so many opportunities for there to score. And then it pushed at the end of the game with that Giancarlo Stanton home run. So yeah, if Stan could have really hit like three home runs in that game. That would have been insane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it, it also would have made Aivaldi's night look a hell of a lot different too, because he oh, was sure. he was he was solid, but there was solid contact given up, particularly to to Stanton, kind of throughout the night. Yeah. Um
2: Yeah, no, it definitely gave him a lot of confidence. I feel like just to kind of keep attacking after he got through all those power hitters, because the bottom half of the Yankees lineup, like literally did nothing.
0: <laughs> no, it was, it was rough.
2: Like Brett, Brett, they need to find a Brett Garner replacement. It's time, like get him out of there. Like he's, I mean, that, that was, it was time a few years ago for that. <laughs> no, literally, that's what I'm saying. It's, he's, he's, he's way too, he's washed.
1: <laughs> is, is this the final nail in the Aaron Boone coffin or do you think they run it back? I think
0: they should run it back, Um, and that's not me just saying that for the sake of kind of keeping them in this state that they're in because realistically, like, I don't know how you could necessarily consider this team to be a World Series contender when you look at the roster construction. If you have Odor as your third baseman at the end of the season, like, the whole lineup is – it was more so individuals than it was a – kind of consistent lineup, which I would say falls slightly more in Cashman than Boone. He can only really play the hands he was dealt. So I don't think any changes will happen from this outside of maybe some minor roster construction once they're in a great spot for this offseason though to go out and get that middle infielder that they need. Um probably Seager in my eyes, honestly. Um but yeah they're in a good spot to go out get that middle infielder uh, to really kind of push them back into the division because division ain't going to get any easier. It's going to get way harder before it gets oh yeah any easier.
2: Yeah, I, I think Seeger would be an excellent addition to that team, obviously, because you know, being a Mariners fan and really liking him, but also it's like having seen um, him play at, at Yankee Stadium, he kills it there because of um, his left, you know, left-handed power, he pulls it great into that, into the left field stands uh, or the right field stands. So I feel like, uh, I feel like um, he would be a great addition there. And obviously he's a phenomenal third baseman.
0: How how are we feeling about uh, Garrett Cole? How do we feel about that whole situation? I'm interested to see what you guys kind of think caused the uh, potential drop off, I guess
1: in uh in his performance
3: spider tech
1: i don't i a little bit of that i'd say but he also carried them for a majority of the season on his back i honestly think it might be a little bit of fatigue um it's coming from the astros where obviously he was asked to do a lot but he wasn't asked to carry a rotation necessarily with the guys that they had on that astros rotation but The Yankees rotation for the majority of the season was pretty terrible um, until Seattle made fun of Luis Giel and then he became an ace. (laughs) But uh, I think it's, like I said, I think it's mostly fatigue. Um, If I'm a Yankees fan, I'm not particularly terrified that um, Cole is going to regress a ton. Obviously you can't expect him to be, you can't expect any pitcher besides probably Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer to be consistent for this long, but I mean, like I said, Cole looked really good for a majority of the season. He's going to be the Cy Young runner-up, more than likely. If I'm a Yankees fan, I'm not too worried about Cole for the next season. I think it's more of a flip. What about about you guys?
2: Yeah, I completely agree. And just looking at his first and second half splits, I mean, his fielding independent pitching is pretty much identical. 2.91 for the first half, 2.95 for the second half. So it's like – I, I mean, if, if really anything, I think it was just a, a bad game for him yesterday. And like you said, fatigue, I mean he was, he had, he did have some, uh, I think he was on the IL or the COVID list for a little bit in September. Um, so he might like, he, he definitely was not in the best form going yeah. into the, into, into, the game, I feel like. So um, I just think it was a blip and I, I, I would be completely fine rolling him out as, you know, the ACE for next season. I think, I think mainly they need to focus on diversifying their lineup because yes. they just have way too many of the same type of player. and, um, and I, I, I also just think like like the acquisitions that they, that they the acquisitions they made at the deadline, they didn't really work out as well as I think they, they thought they were, they were going to like getting Rizzo because Rizzo didn't really even play that much until like the until he came back in September and he was he was fine and he was the best part of really his play was right when they got him so mm-hmm. um, I don't know I just think they, they really need to ad- address a little bit more uh, long-term additions instead of just kind of finding uh, like band-aids, Band-Aids. Yep. yeah and I think like that's that Rudine door was kind of a big example of that. It's kind of like in a vacuum, like a, a good kind of buy low kind of move, but not necessarily the move that we've seen from the Yankees in years past where it's kind of like an all in addition, like when they first got like Aroldis Chapman to really kind of make their bullpen leap.
0: Yeah. And with, uh, real quick on Garrett Cole, he did have a hamstring injury and you can kind of trace back his bad starts to really start. He did have issues with the spider tech when it first came around, but he adjusted to it as most of the pitchers did. Um, hell, I even think Giolito did too. Um, but he adjusted to it. And then you can notice like after his hamstring got hurt is when it kind of, uh, fell off the rails a little bit again for him. Um, I'm not too worried. I think this is a very fixable thing. I'm trying to see uh I'm looking up their preseason uh win loss over/under because I think they may have honestly hit it uh, for for last season. Uh yeah, no okay, so their over/under was 95. So they missed it, I believe, by what like
3: three or four games. 3
0: 3 games. So I'm not going to fault them too much for that. If the Rays don't go 17 and 1 against the Baltimore Orioles, then the Yankees and Rays would have been in a game 163 probably for the division. So, um I'm not I'm not worried if I'm a Yankee fan. Uh it's hilarious that they got kicked out early, I will say. I really enjoy that. Um <laughs> But like like a lot of the points you guys said, it's the lineup isn't different enough. There isn't enough variation in there, especially with injuries to like the one contact guy you have in DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, uh, that just that's a killer. That is an absolute killer. But the rotation is going to get stronger. You're going to have Severino who looked awesome out of the bullpen. Yeah, like he, I was so happy to see him performing well. Um, but you're going to have him stretch out again as a starter. Plus, everyone besides I believe Kluber coming back um for next season. So it's not it's not horrible. It's uh unfortunate for them, of course, that they got kicked out in the way that they did. But I'm also personally I'm very confused as to why they were favored so heavily yesterday. Um that part didn't quite make sense to me. But it's what it is. Uh second game coming up of course is tonight. By the time you guys are hearing this recording, you will know the result, uh, Cardinals, Dodgers. I guess we can't, uh, giving too much of an analysis into this one wouldn't uh, necessarily be the best for us since you guys are going to know what the hell happened. So, what good is that analysis? But, uh, yeah, do we want to do quick picks for who we think is going to win for that before moving on to other stuff? I'll
1: go yeah. Dodgers. That's um, all I
2: got to say. I actually, I actually bet the Cardinals. Um, So if they win, you know, you can call me a genius. You know, if they lose, you can call me an idiot. It's all good. They're coming in in the best form. I think the Cardinals have really been in a long time and seeing their lineup really is really exciting. Their their young talent is really starting to blossom. Like Tyler O'Neal has just become a star and you wouldn't have really known it because the Cardinals haven't really been in any picture until recently, but he's been an incredible player. Um, he came in from the, the Marco Gonzalez trade a few years back um, from the Mariners farm system and he's been he's been excellent. Uh, and I think um, their, their, their pitching has also been phenomenal and Ray, Wainwright, especially the kind of the second half of the season has pretty much been the best pitcher in baseball. Um, and uh, outside of Max Scherzer, who's up. But I think as we saw the, at the end of the, the day, the uh, end of the game the other day um, um, with the Dodgers um, and Scherzer's last start, he wasn't exactly as sharp. Um, so if the Cardinals can kind of come in, you know, play a close game, maybe get a few early hits off of Scherzer, I think Wainwright would be able to get him in.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals as well, I think how hot they came into the playoffs and considering the recent history of the Cardinals in the playoffs, they've oftentimes found the magic to go on some runs. I also am concerned about Scherzer's struggles the last two outings. I think it's 10 or 11 runs in his last 10 innings. So I think the Cardinals can jump on him early. It's going to be a long day for the Dodgers. And I also think that not having Muncie available is going to be a big loss for the Dodgers. And we know some of their other stars, like Cody Bellinger, have been struggling all year. So it, it's tough for uh, 103 or whatever. No, it's more than that. H- however, many games they've won to be in a sudden death, uh, one game to move on, but it is what it is. And I think they run into a team that's ready to beat them and move on. And I think Wainwright puts together a another chapter in his Cardinals career.
0: It's crazy to me how long he's been there, Um, him and uh, Yachty. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Dodgers here. I think they're the better team. Uh, I'm not one to necessarily take stock in – the hotter teams coming into the playoffs. Um, I think that kind of tracks back to. I want to say it was that Cleveland Indians team that won like 21 straight, and then laid an egg in the playoffs. If they even made it, uh, do you guys remember that? uh that team a few years ago that went on that giant winning streak. Yeah,
2: I don't. I don't even think they made it. Yeah. Uh, I, I,
0: I, let's see. 22. So 2017. I think Cleveland they. Bar- I think
2: they barely missed it.
0: Yeah,
1: um,
0: start October. Uh they won the ALDS. I'm trying to see what they did in the postseason, though.
2: But there was uh, there was one Indians team that was like very close to making. I think very like in that same kind of time frame. Not well, the year, not the year that like kind of before. I think it might have been before the world. So, series. 20,
0: 2016 was sure. the world series year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it might have been
2: 2015, 2014.
0: In 2017, they it looks like they won around 100 games. But ever since that team, uh, I've kind of gotten off of that train. That's when uh, That's when the Yankees beat them. That was the Astros world series year um mm-hmm. Yankees beat them three to two in the divisional series as a Yankees were were they the wild card that year
1: probably I think it was the Red Sox and the
0: yeah but so so ever since that team you know you can enter in on this like giant win streak you're on fire and then just not make it out so I'm not going to take too much stock into that. However, I will say Adam Wainwright is a nightmare for the Dodgers to face due to his curveball usage. Dodgers do not like hitting curveballs very well. Uh, watch them absolutely torch him now that I've said that. But uh, <laughs> I'm going Dodgers. Dodgers are the better team in my eyes. But it's very exciting that we're at this spot. I'm surprised the Mets aren't playing, honestly, like I said they would. Um, but. It's what it is. I got that one wrong. That's for sure. Just like my Cody Bellinger MVP pick at the start of the year. That's, that's gotta be my worst one. Honestly, like it's, it's hard to beat that one. So back to some stuff that has already happened. Uh, Let's do college football and NFL from last weekend. Uh, We can kind of do a mixed bag reactions to those games, uh, how we did on our picks, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, any big surprises from last week or things you guys want to talk about?
1: I'm glad that the podcast came out after I told people to sprinkle money on Iowa or on Maryland money line. <laughs> My bad, but yeah. also I think I I don't know if Maryland is as bad as what we just saw. So, ah, uh, that's that. I just wanted to say that. I guess that kind of leads into the next week of games. I think Iowa's defense is really freaking good. So, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that later. I just wanted
3: to apologize
1: to all the listeners that didn't put money on that.
3: Yeah, I think all my picks from last podcast lost. So
1: no, you had a good Houston. That one, yeah, hit, didn't
3: Houston, it? yeah, Houston hit on. But I think that was after or before the podcast. Yeah, that was the out, same day. That so. was that Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sorry about that.
0: I don't mean to toot my own horn. I got one game wrong of the four. Um, also, Clemson sucks. Like Jesus. Yeah. Clemson is horrible. I had to like, get that out of the way. Like, this I, is, uh,
1: they're yeah, not a they're so they should be ranked team. They're not a ranked team, which is good.
0: They're not ranked yeah. anymore? That finally they're happened?
1: Not. Yeah, they dropped out, didn't they?
0: Oh, they did. Holy shit, let's go. That's huge. <laughs> um, it's pathetic, and the team in general, there's no way that they can recover from any of this either because they don't have someone else to turn to at quarterback. Trevor Lawrence's, or Trevor Lawrence's backup. Yeah, his backup's DJ. Uh, DJ's backup is a quarterback that tore his Achilles about six months ago. His backup is a walk-on. That is the end of the quarterback depth chart at Clemson. How is
1: that the depth chart at Clemson? That doesn't even make sense.
0: Guys transferred out. I mean, our bad for getting the number one quarterback in his class, and this is what he turned into. Um, But it's... It's horrible. Like, it is actually just not fun to watch. And even, like, the defense, which was, like, a top defense in the country, even that's starting to fall apart because everyone's getting hurt now. So, um, yeah, that's rough. um Clemson, no bueno. I know the only game I got wrong last week, I picked Vegas money line, and that was just not correct. That was a weird
2: game. Yeah, yeah. that was my only bad pick, too.
0: Yeah. I had – what was the other one? I had Colts money line. I had that. Iowa minus three. And then I'm looking. I'm cheating. My memory is <laughs> dog shit. Random. I know.
1: I, I I said Titans money line or Titans minus whatever six and a half. And yeah, I guess AJ Brown and Julio Jones being out was a bigger deal than I thought. That I got me I out of my, That got bad. me out
0: of my survivor pool. My bad, which was not fun. <laughs> Well, dude, like the second I saw no, the out, I'm like, this is not. a trap game. I would so much rather go with literally any other game besides this, but it locked it in because the uh, Monday night game or the Thursday night game had already started. So I was like, that's well, tough. we're just going to have to pray. I had skirted around it though, because my previous ones were the Ravens who won the way that they did on that field goal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Cardinals who won on a missed field goal. And then another few field goal teams uh, the 49ers were week 1 where they almost blew it at the end. So, well,
1: that one was a pretty comfortable like It's it was, it's
0: over. They're down by
1: They're up by 7. Yeah, I'm, for, I'm free at this point. Um, <laughs> I would I'm say sure. my main takeaway from college football just getting back to this a little bit mm-hmm. uh, from last week was that there's a very clear-cut number 1 and number 2 team. Like there're two very very good teams in the NCAA and then everybody else is like playing second fiddle of those teams and those are Alabama and Georgia. I think those teams are much better than every other team that we've seen play. Um, obviously Penn state and Iowa might be that good too, but they have played a little closer games than Alabama and Georgia both have. Um, Georgia's just looked absolutely dominant in every game they've played. In, and I think they're probably the best team in the nation, but I think Alabama has a little bit more um, of a ceiling just with Bryce young. I think as Bryce young matures, I think he's going to be even better and that might elevate Alabama to like in my opinion, the best team in the nation. But right now I think it's Georgia by like a pretty solid margin. And then Alabama as the second best team by a decent margin as well. But that could all change. I mean, pretty much every one of my takes about college football has been wrong for the past two weeks. Except for saying, except for asking why Wisconsin's a favorite in any game. uh, I did, I did advocate to not take Wisconsin last week. So you're
3: welcome.
0: There we go. Yeah,
3: I think, uh, Georgia's gonna be limited with their offense. They've yeah. they've done well against teams that have kind of that their defense has just dominated. And I think their defense being that good will help them in terms of field position, turnovers. It'll help give short fields to the offense. But I mean, you're not gonna win anything if you got Stetson Bennett at quarterback that's meaningful. Um they're running. They're two running backs, uh, James Cook and Zamir White, something like that. They're, they're both really good, but they got to hope that JT Daniels comes back and some of the receivers get healthy because I just don't think they hold up against Bama with that offense. Um, but I, I'm really interested to see how the Big Ten will close out you still got Ohio State up there, even though they lost. But Iowa, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State all look phenomenal. You know, in the past, Big Ten has all beaten up on each other, and except Ohio State, they just beat everyone, and then everyone else just beats each other. I think that's kind of different this year. Obviously, these some of these teams will play each other, so some will fall off, but. I think there's going to be a couple teams that pull themselves away. Um, I'm just interested to see out of those four who it is. I I think Michigan State, once they play someone legit, could fall off. But I think Iowa, Penn State, and Michigan are all very good teams.
2: Iowa has such an easy schedule after this Penn State game. If they beat Penn State, their next opponents are Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, and Nebraska. And I feel like they would be pretty favored against all of those teams. Um, uh, I think um, there could be a situation potentially if Oklahoma were to lose where we could see two Big Ten teams or potentially if Cincinnati were to slip up. Uh, So, But I think Cincinnati will probably get in if either Oklahoma or a big Ten or the, or the best big 10 teams slip up. Um, so I could see if, if, if Cincinnati is undefeated, they would probably get in over um, either a one loss Oklahoma or one loss Iowa depend, or one loss Ohio state, um, depending on whoever they wanted to pick. But I think out of those six teams, th- those are probably the most likely teams to make it the college football playoff. Um, Uh, I I think Penn state, if they, if they beat Iowa this weekend, that would be huge for them. Um, but their schedule is such a gauntlet to end the season. I think like they have to play, like they still have to play Ohio state and Michigan and they have to go on the road against Maryland. Um, and I feel like, um, if I I don't think, I don't think their defense is going to shut down, uh, um, they're a Maryland's offense like Iowa just did. Um, so I, I really, I really like Iowa. I think, I think they're, they have a really good path and their defense is excellent. Um, and I could see them in a big 10 championship game, really matching up well against Ohio state if they had to play them.
0: Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting to see kind of how the Big 10's going to wrap up here. I know just looking at this weekend really quick, uh, Michigan State's playing Rutgers. It's Michigan State minus five and a half. So we'll see. We'll get more into that later, though. Uh, In the meantime, I wanted to talk real quick about one more game from last week. Uh, Oregon and Stanford. Oregon lost... they do finish with that loss in the column. They did finish with the rank being punished. But good lord, that was the worst showcase of officiating at the end of a game I've ever heard. I've never heard home announcers in my life accuse a, like league officials of like potentially setting something up. Or like their incompetence being so great that it has to be against their own team. Like targeted. But oh my lord. It was just absolutely abysmal call after abysmal call really setting it up for Oregon to receive their first loss here it was it was like i have not seen something like that before in a college football game or if i have it has been a long time because good lord that was rough that was fucking
2: rough yeah i saw that game too that was uh that was insane kind of seeing how Stanford really got bailed out there at the end on every, every on their, time, uh, every time, throughout that drive. Um, but um, it just kind of goes to show just sort of how the the Pac-12 every year is just kind of always kicking itself in the in the foot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and ne- and they're never going to be able to get a team to really represent themselves if uh, if they continue to keep officiating games like this for one. This has kind of been a problem for a while in the Pac-12. Um, and also just the fact that their teams just completely beat each other up every year.
0: Like, we want to talk to the, about the Big Ten beating each other up. Like, Pac-12, they're the kings of that shit. They beat each other up so bad that they don't make it ever. Like, it's, it's ridiculous to me. So, moving forward here, any last calls on last week's games? Or are we good to move forward to this week's? All right. I'll take that as a we're good. Uh, this week's slate of games, uh, a lot of pretty exciting ones. I'm going to be attending my second ever, third ever college football game. Uh, I'm going to Auburn and Georgia on Saturday. Let's go! Super excited for that. Um, get to see the national champions in person. But uh, yeah, no, exciting slate coming up this weekend. Uh,
2: where, where are we? Uh, where are we looking for this weekend? Going back to what you were you were saying, Aiden, about that game. I think it's going to be a great game. And also kind of going back to what Kylie was saying about Georgia, I think Auburn are a great example of a team that could exploit Georgia's offensive weaknesses, especially on the road. Um I think that's going to be a tough game for Georgia. They're definitely their toughest game of the season. I honestly see Auburn upsetting them. Uh so I I'm not I'm not going to predict it, but I do think it's, you know, if you wanted to bet them, I think it would be solid value.
1: I think we have to talk about Penn State, Iowa, unless you were going to talk about something SEC relevant, Kylie. No. Is that the direction you were headed in? Uh, Penn State, (laughs) Iowa is going to be probably really boring to watch, if I had to guess. I think it's going to be like really slow, a lot of defense being played. Uh, Over-under is 41 right now, off of what I'm looking at, but it's also going to be a pretty much classic Big Ten football game to a T. I like Iowa to get it done. Personally, I just think their defense is elite. Like Chris has said in the past, um, every time I've seen them play, they're always causing turnovers, and I think it's just going to be more of the same. I don't think Sean Clifford's got what it takes to lead Penn State uh, to a W in Iowa City. Um, However, Penn State's defense is also pretty good. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think – I could see either team winning. I like Iowa, just especially from the fact that they're at home. And I think they're pretty comparable teams. I just think Iowa's got a little bit of an edge playing at home, and I think their defense is just a little bit better to put them over the top. And I think turnovers, whoever causes the turnover, like the one big turnover, either leading to a touchdown or in the second half type turnover, I think that's the, what ends up being the deciding factor. I think it's going to be close, but I just think Iowa's the team in the big tennis year.
3: Yeah, I think I was really built like Georgia, where really good defense and really good running game. But there's still questions at the quarterback position. I think Penn State's more well-rounded. They've also really got a good defense, and Jahan Dotson is a first or second-round receiver that Sean Clifford likes to go to a lot. And they've also already had a big game against Auburn, so. I think it'll be interesting to see. It's definitely going to be tough on the road, but I I think Penn State will probably win. Um It it's definitely going to be a really close game and I agree it's it's going to come down to the turnover battle, but I think this is really uh a, a big first test for uh their quarterback to see if he can carry him even further. But I've also got a couple games. Obviously, we got to mention the, what is it, Red River rivalry, Oklahoma, Texas. You know, Texas got blown out by Arkansas, but they've really bounced back and looked pretty good. Um, You know, with a new coach, some take some time to get used to. And they also made the quarterback switch to Casey Thompson, who I was high on coming into the year. And then he lost the job. I think he's looked really good so far, and it's a neutral site, so Texas doesn't get that home benefit. But, you know, I think there's a lot of questions with Oklahoma, and this will be a true test for Spencer Rattler, see see if he's got it or not. Um, and then the other game I was going to mention is Ole Miss-Arkansas. Both these teams were looking really good and ran into Bama and Georgia. So I think this is a true test for each team to kind of see what direction the rest of the season is going to head for them. That will miss. So, you know, Arkansas putting up zero points last week. We'll see how they bounce back. But if they they struggle two games back-to-back, it could just be a downward spiral from a team that was already overperforming so those are two of the games i'm super excited about obviously i'm going to be tapped into auburn georgia but i'm just not looking forward to how ugly that could get
2: yeah i i, I i'm really excited for the for the oklahoma texas game as well um i I was a really big believer in Oklahoma going into the season and it, they really haven't looked good at all, but I still think that they have a lot of promising qualities to their team. And I think they, they could get a lot better as you know, the season continues to progress. I think this is a really big spot for them to be able to do that. Um, The big thing about them that's yeah, is obviously Spencer Rattler has really struggled at points in the season But overall, I still think he has been an elite quarterback. I think it's the I think the big thing about him is that um, he their offense has just really lacked big time plays. Um, His big time throw percentage is one point four six percent, which is really low, especially for a quarterback like that. Um, And what what that basically that means is, uh, you know, when they're just throwing for a like that. those are just like the highest, the highest graded, the most important throws um, in in PFF's grading system for quarterbacks. Um, Does Graham
1: have a negative 10 for that? I
2: could, I could double check later, but, um, but uh, um, I I think, I think that that's the thing about Rattler that's been happening the most is that their offense has really lacked those big time plays that have, that have, propelled Oklahoma's offense in the past to really bludgeon these big 12 teams um and so I think if they start getting if they start picking up on that then their offense is going to be a lot better and I think the strength of their defense is really in their pass rush their secondary has really struggled but I think if they're if they can really rush the passer cause some sacks um then they should be able to finally be able to build some distance against a, a good team
0: Uh, the other game for me, like Notre Dame Virginia Tech, should be should be an interesting one. I don't know what to think of Notre Dame. Um, Virginia Tech is one of the toughest places that uh, that there is to play, frankly. So that should be interesting. Uh, Kentucky this weekend too. I think would be hilarious if they lost. Um, so I am going to be rooting for that.
1: So f- <laughs> fingers
0: crossed, Kentucky loses, because we'll get some great content out of that. Uh, more on that, hopefully, by the end of the weekend. Um, I think we've pretty much covered college football for this upcoming weekend, uh, right? Yeah. Kyle, yeah. You got one?
3: one? thing before we get into our picks for college football this week. So we, we talked about teams beating up on each other and how there's two clear cuts right now and every other team's kind of still a question mark, even if they're up there. Um. We talked about Cincinnati potentially getting into the playoffs. And one thing that Kirk Herbstreit said, I believe it was him, he said for a group of five team to get into the playoff, it has to have success from the year prior and have good wins for the year and obviously some other things that happen with big schools potentially losing. I'm keeping an eye on BYU as well. If Cincinnati somehow falls apart, Um, they've already beaten Utah, Arizona State, who are ranked. They play a decent Boise State team this week at Baylor, at Washington State, Virginia, and then finish the year at USC. Obviously, these aren't a bunch of great teams, but it's a bunch of power five teams. If they run undefeated, they were really good last year, that consistent continuity um you know i think they would definitely have a case if if all those things were to happen i like
1: that i love byu i don't know i have no reason to love byu but i just love
3: i love that football team algiers beast or whoever they're running back
1: yeah, yeah yeah um also, that's just a good segue because that's one of my picks. I have BYU minus five and a half this week. Um, Boise State's been pretty unimpressive all season. And this is in Provo. So I don't know. I don't see a reason why BYU doesn't win this game. and doesn't win it pretty big. Uh, so yeah, Mormon power on that one. And then I also have Iowa money line. Those are my two. Do we want to explain what we're going to be doing from now on? Um, pretty much, I guess I'll do it. From now on, we're going to have these little books, or these little cards, and we're going to have $100 um, that we're just going to put out on picks. Um, I think pretty much everybody except for Aiden has just college football and the NFL. Um, We'll post these on Twitter before uh, when the episode comes out, but just a little easier to keep track of all of our bets and a fun way to do it, see who's making the most money at the end and who you should trust. But yeah, so I'll repeat it. Iowa money line and BYU minus five and a half are the two that I like for
2: college football. That's what I have. Yeah, just FYI, this is fake $100, not real money.
3: Yeah, It's just, a, it's just kind yeah. of a little fun little game for us to kind of uh, make our picks for. I've got a few college picks. I've got Stanford plus 13 and a half. Um, I forget who they're playing against. I was looking at it earlier. But I'll Arizona just keep State. moving. Yep, Arizona State. Coming off a win against Oregon, I think they cover. Got Texas money line over Oklahoma, uh, Michigan State minus five and a half against Rutgers, and Michigan minus three and a half. So those are my college picks for this week. Um, for me, yeah, I um,
2: this I, I, already, I already talked about before. Um, I did, this isn't like an official pick on my card, but I did, I did, I do kind of like the Auburn money line if you want to do that, but yeah, my official pick for the, the game is, uh, um, Iowa money line. Um, I do like that one a lot. Uh, um, just about like what we've talked about all throughout the podcast.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have for college football, I have one game and it's Michigan minus three and a half. I'm rationally attached to that team. I think. I'm ready for Michigan to kind of be better now, finally. Uh, Michigan beating Ohio State would be awesome this year, too. Probably not going to happen, but uh, one can dream. Either way, Uh really like what this Michigan team has had to offer here. Uh, I think the three-and-a-half offers, good value for that. I'll have esports picks next podcast, too, I bet. So stay tuned for those. I know you guys are waiting for those. Let's go. Yeah, a league wow. of legends world championships are on right now
2: so hopefully, hopefully
0: a lot of a lot of money making potential through there
2: do they have like trackable stats and advanced stats for esports <laughs> kind of, yeah,
0: somewhat uh there there are kind of underlying analytics in some cases on individual performance because like if you have like a a person whose team is really shitty you could have a player that's just really good but it's because his team's so shitty all the other teams resources go towards just allowing him to not play the game anymore. So uh, yeah, they do um, more on that though. Next time. Uh, well, yeah. that's it. That's it. next yeah. week.
2: I'm, I'm going to be, I'm gonna have to look into this. this is really it's, I would love to hear that.
0: Yeah. It's there's a lot there. Um, all right. We get to move on to big league football.
1: Hell yeah, brother.
0: All right. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Uh, the Houston Texans fucking suck. oh my
1: god i think davis mills fucking sucks
0: ah yeah probably um i have seen what they've saw with him however he was very clearly a project quarterback that was not supposed to be in the situation uh and he's in the situation so um our draft pick improves so that's cool but uh yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, we got Anthony Miller this year. We traded like a fifth or a sixth-round pick for him, and we just caught him. Oh, uh, so that's a fun one, too.
1: I was going to ask you, who's even going to play wide receiver for this team? Just Brandon Cooks? Does he get all the targets? No, now? we have
0: – I mean – Because Nico have,
1: Collins is on the IR, right? Yeah,
0: Nico's Nico's been IR. But, I mean, you have amadola Amidola's been hurt. Chris oh, Conley yeah. will step up now. You saw have Andre Roberts in there, too. Um, we may end up signing – All the household names. too. Yeah. But it's yeah. I feel bad for Brandon Cooks because that guy is a beast. He's um, been a great year. He is. He's been awesome. I mean, and the offense in general too is much improved. Mark Ingram kind of sucks. Uh, I don't like that he's getting so many carries, and we're legitimately just trying to lose games at this point. It's pretty cool. Um,
1: but yeah, I I you don't got even... that one win, and you're just like, all oh, right, that, <laughs> we're and not we gonna go
0: over. For... We could add two we could have had two, and that was that um i think we aren't the most concerning team though in the league uh to Same me division. i look yeah not even not even us it's it's the jacksonville jaguars um this is about what i expected honestly i have to rewatch podcast to see if i actually vocalized that or said something completely opposite but um Jaguars, I am extremely concerned for them. The Dolphins as well, I am very, very concerned for them too. Um, and unfortunately, Pittsburgh too. Uh, yeah. The
1: Steelers look terrible.
0: It's it's rough. It is rough. Ben Roethlisberger just does not have a body anymore. I thought he didn't have one before. He insisted, "No, I do," and he's like worse than he ever has been and i i don't know how you do that frankly
1: i don't even know where they go from here because their backups haskins right like that's who they that's like their next guy up i just like i don't get i don't even see where they go from there because it's not like haskins is going to be like it's not like you're like oh let's at least see what we got in haskins you kind of know because you saw how terrible he was in washington maybe different scheme with better wide receivers but he's not that mobile of a quarterback and their offensive line is pretty awful. And you already saw what Ben Roethlisberger has been doing in the pocket. So maybe it's an improvement, but I also don't think they bench Ben Roethlisberger unless he gets injured. Um, Just because it's Ben Roethlisberger.
0: You but- have to like of mice and men, Ben Roethlisberger at this point. <laughs> Like Honestly. you have to treat him like Lenny at this point, and that it's the only way he's going <laughs> to get off of the team. <laughs> like <laughs> there is just no way that he will play until a doctor tells him he is not medically it, allowed
1: It play. does feel like that. Like he should have retired like, two or three years ago. He had that bad. when he had a what a shoulder injury a couple of years he ago? tore his UCL. Yeah, that's what
0: it was. <laughs> as a quarterback, like, and he's just like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I always I think of, like, the the photos of him wearing all the ice packs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that picture.
0: It's it's ridiculous with him. Um, There, to me, like, I don't think that they really have this long of a window. So, they have very rapidly become, like, a Deshaun Watson trade candidate for me.
1: Uh, I can see that.
0: Because their window ain't going to be open much, uh, much longer. And realistically, like... I still think it's a good team. I really do still think it's a good team in there. It's just Ben, their quarterback is so bad. You can't see any of it. So,
1: yeah. I mean, they have enough weapons where they should be good. Like Juju was Mm -hmm. getting separation and he just like Ben misses him every time. And like, you can say what you want about Juju, but he's still a pretty solid receiver. He was getting open and he just saw the tantrums on the sideline. Juju doesn't really do that unless like, he's not usually, he doesn't show his emotions like that. He's usually been like, he shows a stupid side where he does all this TikToks and that shit, but he's usually pretty like for the team. Um, so that was not surprising, but it was interesting to see. And that just shows the state of the team. And they have three phenomenal receivers. They probably have a top five receiving core in the NFL. And the fact that your quarterback can't help them out at all, like the receivers are making him look good, not the other way around. And that's the issue with that team along with the offensive line, the defense good. They gave up 27 points, but. Was the Green Bay Packers, which pretty good team. Yeah. Not gonna lie, we look good again, except for we continue to get injured every week. So,
2: um, yeah, that the, I don't the, know the the Steelers. The past few weeks have it, have just made it even more shocking that they even beat the Bills. With, uh, <laughs> no, like, I, was I just say they beat I, the really, Bills. <laughs> I really have no idea how they did that. Like, uh, I think I gave that out as a survivor pick to some people, and then they lost, and I was like, oh damn it and then um yeah so that now i'm just kind of feeling like how how did i how that even happen <laughs> yeah.
1: um one other thing i'll say about this week i'm kind of pivoting at this point because i'm over the steelers uh i think the panthers showed even though they lost i think they showed that they're a pretty legit contender and then this kind of can segue into Stephen stefan gilmore stefan steven Stephen. Stephen Stephen. Gilmore Uh, snagging him just makes this team so much better. Um, And I think the Panthers are like, Chris, did you say that you thought they might be able to win the division?
2: Yeah, honestly, I I, I do think, I do think they can. Um, I mean, and I think uh, especially with the news of McCaffrey coming back, maybe sooner than we projected um, is going to help them even more. Um, But yeah, you can continue. I didn't mean to, I don't mean to. Yeah, no, I
1: was, I was just going to say the same things that you said. I was making sure that you were the one who said that the Panthers uh, looked like a division favorite, but I, Darnold's play I think is the biggest reason why I think the Panthers are going to be at least a contender for the playoffs, maybe even the division. Um, He's looked like a legit, like he looked like what people thought he was supposed to be coming out of the draft. Um, He got out of that Adam Gay system. Like we've been saying, and I, I really like the way the Panthers are going. Even though they lost, I think it's a encouraging loss. And On the other side of that, the Cowboys looked really good against a really good defense. Um, Zeke's apparently back again uh, because CD and Amari didn't really do shit, and then my cousin Dalton Schultz – not actually my cousin – but Dalton Schultz is apparently pretty good at football, except for – I feel like – didn't he fumble a few times? I didn't watch any of these games besides the Packers games, by the way, because I was, as previously mentioned, in Vermont. But I kept up on all of them on Red Zone – or on – apps and stuff so that's about all i'm gonna say because i didn't watch any of these games so i don't know how they all really went except for the fact that i'm wrong that the rams aren't the best team in the nfl because they lost
0: Kylie. you want to get the colts here
3: yeah finally got off the schneid uh definitely against a not so great team but i think we showed a lot of improvement and We finally put Julian Davenport's ass on the bench. He might be the worst tackle in the NFL. Um, But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we finally got the run game going. Jonathan Taylor's back. And it obviously helped out the passing game. And we finally decided to use Mo Cox, who's like 6'8". And he absolutely sunned this dude in the end zone. So, yeah, I think uh, definitely some promise. And the Jets beating the Titans definitely helped our case a lot, too. Now we're just one game back. So, after that piss-poor start, we're we're starting to have some hope. And hopefully we'll get a few of our starters back from injury. Um, Quentin Nelson's still out at least two more games, but I think our backup for him is a lot better than uh, our other backups at tackle and stuff. So, yeah, Um, we'll see how we fare against the Ravens. They've been up and down, so, yeah.
0: That's a huge Um, win, too. Like – I was very, very concerned with the way that their season was going to just because of the fact that they might not end up with their own first round draft pick. Same with uh, the good old Miami Dolphins will not end up with their first round draft pick. They have someone else's first round pick, but the Eagles as of now have the Dolphins first round pick because of the Devontae Smith trade. So um, yeesh. Eesh, or uh, no? Who who they trade up to get? Which which Bama receiver do, do they, they have? have? Devonta. Devonte. I oh, at the who? Dolphins.
1: Dolphins. Oh, they have the they have Waddle.
0: They have Waddle. Yeah. So from the Waddle trade, where they traded back and then traded back up, they lost their first round pick for this year, uh, and they are looking horrible. Like, I I feel bad for uh, for Brisket over there. Uh, he is not. They
1: uh, need an offensive line. He's having flashbacks yeah. to after Andrew Luck.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Chris, tell yeah, me about no. the Seahawks, man. I Yeah.
2: Late. Sorry, dude. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. The Seahawks. Uh, yeah. They had a very interesting game against the Niners um, in which the first half was completely different from the second half, um, which has kind of been the story of our season. Um, well, except kind of the other way around, we've been really good in the first half and then, completely terrible in the second half. So it was kind of nice to, you know, different, they could differentiate a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, kind of as soon as Jimmy G got hurt and Trey Lance came to the, into the game uh, the defense, you know, had some really good plays in the first half to kind of keep us in it anyway. Um, but then uh, it was, it, it was pretty clear in the third quarter that um, we were, it looked like we were going to come back once we started getting our offense going Um, I think it was pretty important to kind of get Alex Collins a little bit more involved. Um, So Chris Carson isn't continuously carrying the load um, with our running game. And he really showed a lot of uh, a lot of strength in our offense against the really good 49ers defensive line. Um, The their defensive line was so dominant in the first half of that game. Like our like our offense could not get anything going in the passing game at all. And every run that Carson had was going up for like one yard. He was getting stuffed. Um, But yeah, and Russ just played phenomenally uh, in the second half of that game. Beautiful touchdown run for him to score um, and some great throws to DK Metcalf, you know, just some some classic stuff for the Seahawks to kind of come back and get a crucial win. So they don't lose three in a row. Um, uh, I think that, I think, Going into tomorrow, um, since of the Thursday night game against the Rams, um, it should be a fun game um, since I think the Seahawks figured out some things on defense, like putting in Ryan Neal, which seemed like a pretty good uh, upgrade over Amadi at the nickel spot. Um, but, yeah, uh, um, other, other games from last week, uh, it was good to see the Cardinals beat up on the Rams um, just to kind of show that the NFL or especially the NFC West this year is especially is it's going to be wide open um you know I think uh the the amount of talent that's across the league this year is just incredible um and I think uh it's going to make for a really fun playoff race um yeah that's pretty much all I have to say about last week
1: all right Schultz make your picks. yes so I have to call my mom soon so I have to go But I'm going to bless you with my picks first, guys. Don't worry. Um, My NFL picks weren't actually that bad besides the Titans one. I did say Seahawks over the Niners and Colts money line. So I I did go two for three, I think. But I'll do a little Packer analysis, too. I'm pretty worried about this game. Not going to lie. Especially if Jair Alexander's out. I think that's the main reason of my concern. If he's out for this game, we don't really have anybody to cover all their three-headed monster. Um, receiving core um i don't know if the the Bengals can necessarily stop packers enough in order for that to be worth it um so i think it's going to be really important for the pass rush to show um, continual improvement Rashawn gary's looked really good so far this season so i'm hoping for more of the same but i think that that's actually gonna be a really good game to watch um it's my it's on my birthday so they better fucking win but uh let's see Picks. We'll go through them real quick. I like Panthers three and a half, Titans four and a half. Don't burn me again. Uh, Colts plus seven and Broncos money line. Um, most confident on the Panthers one. That's the one that I'm a, I would on my little card. I'm gonna put the most money on. But with that being said, later everybody, gotta go call Tina.
0: Adios, Schultz. Best of luck on <laughs> your phone call. Also, with these cards too, we'll throw them up on the Twitter page as well, uh, just so that way you guys can see that. um and see what we've been working with so yeah I guess that kind of shifts into this week I personally like I'm very excited for this Thursday night game coming up I'm not going to be able to watch it because I'm going to be at the Rays and Red Sox game so pretty fortunate that I can't watch it but uh it's uh another very very exciting uh exciting slate of games here so what are we most looking forward to and then we'll wrap it up with picks here
2: Um, I'll just, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to, I mean, obviously tomorrow Thursday night game is going to be a ton of fun with the Seahawks and the Rams. Um, I'll be at that game. Uh, but um, this is kind of a weird week. There aren't really a ton of exciting games. <laughs> These are kind of weird matchups, um, but I am excited to see the Packers play the Bengals I think that'll be a really fun game. Um I don't really have a pick for that one, but uh I just I I really can't wait to see kind of how Joe Burrow does against a, an elite quarterback. Um I think it's just going to be a really fun game to watch. Um and then I'm also really excited for the Browns Chargers game. I think the that this is just going to be an excellent sort of chess match between I feel like two of the new um best emerging head coaches in the NFL I think Stefanski has already kind of established himself as one of the better coaches, but Brandon Staley with kind of a lot of the aggressive stuff that he's done on fourth down and some of the comments that he's made in the media about certain things have really kind of made him sort of an up and coming, you know, darling for the, for the NFL. I think he could be a phenomenal coach for the chargers. So I can't wait to see how that game is managed. Um, Obviously 49ers Cardinals is going to be a really good game. I think uh, uh, we could definitely see some fireworks there um, with Trey Lance kind of popping onto the scene now, Um, even though I don't think he really looked completely ready in that game against the Seahawks um, having a full week to prepare with the starting off, you know, the first team offense should maybe give him a little bit more confidence going against a red hot Cardinals team. Um, but uh, I do feel like that would be a really good game, um, no matter what. Um, and then kind of going into my picks for the week, I bet uh, the Saints minus two um, versus the, the Washington football team. I just think that the that Washington's defense has looked kind of questionable to begin the season um, in, in which we really thought that was their biggest strength. They're really having to rely on Taylor Heineke in a lot of these games um, to score them points. Um, And the saints defense has kind of um, dismantled a lot of quarterbacks this year in some games, specifically Mac Jones. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, no, I like them. And then I also, I also picked um, for our card, the giants plus seven over the Cowboys. I just think that's a, a good divisional matchup game and the giants have kind of and sneaky in certain games this year. Um, and then I like the Colts plus seven because I think that's way too many points to give kind of an underrated Colts team that I feel like has kind of had some, uh, some struggles to begin the season.
0: I'll go ahead and do mine really quick and then I'll turn the floor over to Kylie. Uh, only a few for me. I have Packers minus three Titans minus four and a half. Don't burn me again. Uh, Denver and Pittsburgh under 39 and a half. I don't think either of those offenses are going to be able to do anything. It's going to be pathetic to watch. Um, so hopefully that's low scoring. And then finally, a baseball one. I have the Sox and a- White Sox and Astros game tomorrow being over eight. So that's mine. Kylie, over to you.
3: Yeah, as uh, Seattle and Schultz have said, I'm excited for the Packers-Bengals game. I think this will really... Put to the test to see how for real the Bengals are. Um, it's at home, so that should help. But we'll see if this defense can stand up. Definitely have a potent offense, so be interesting to see that. And then a few other games that I'm interested in, as you mentioned, Browns Chargers should be good. These are two teams that should be competing in the AFC. Um, in the playoffs this year. And then another couple teams that are competing are facing off on Sunday night, Bills Chiefs. That is the one and two seeds from last year in the ASC. This should be a really good game. Two of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, Chiefs have kind of struggled to start the year. So we'll see what they can do against this Bills defense, which in the last three games have led up like, what, 10 points or something. So definitely intrigued to see those games, but I'd have to agree with you. There's a lot of disappointing matchups this week that I don't think will be that interesting, but you never know. still early in the season. Some teams can still figure it out. But my picks for this week are Broncos' money line heading up to – Town, Pittsburgh, Uh, just don't like what I've seen from the Steelers, and I don't think it switches this week against a really good defense. I've also got Bill's money line heading into Kansas City, beating the Chiefs. As I mentioned, really good defense the last few weeks, and the offense has found their rhythm. I think the Chiefs continue to struggle this week against the Bills. And finally, the Colts on Monday night, I think they cover plus seven. Really hoping for a victory, but I think seven points is a little stretch for a banged-up Ravens team as well. So those are my picks. Hopefully see you at the cashier.
0: So you guys guys aren't excited for uh, Jets-Falcons? <laughs> or like uh, any I'll, of these other great games
2: i'll wake up early for it but i mean just to just to watch it though but i mean i mean will it be exciting i mean who's to say <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah. that is all the time that we have
1: for today uh we will see you guys next week for more baseball playoff action and football action